Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. It's me, Kelly. I have big news. I have a big major update for the audience and for Kelly. Okay, hit me. I'm not going to. We're in separate rooms, and also that would be assault. It's a figure of speech when you are um, waiting for someone to tell you something or do something for you. You say, hit me, and then they do that thing or say that thing. Okay, I'll hit you. Okay, Um, thanks. Kelly and I, Kelly and I, uh, I've gotten us some plane tickets and some hotel (laughs) reservations so that Kelly and I can attend E3 2023. (laughs) It's just going to be me and Andrew at the Staples Center. I don't even think they have it there anymore. Uh, Just the two of us because no one else will be there. What? Why would... It's going to be busy, Kelly. I haven't bought the tickets yet to the E3 just to... But I figured, you know, I got for that weekend, I got our plane and and our hotel. So, like, we're set. Right. Um, um, well, uh, thank you so much, Andrew. I'm really yeah. looking forward to going to E3 with you. It'll it'll be um, it'll be the time of our lives. Sure. Yeah. Of yeah, a certain time of our lives. Yeah. Um. So I figure, uh, you know, we can we can off we can do this off air, but like I think um, since I paid for like the plane <laughs> and the and the hotel, would you be good to like? spot me for the tickets like you pay for the tickets maybe you could just oh. get them you don't have to i don't have to get them oh um how about you get, i'll just venmo you you get them i'll venmo you uh and then you know you can venmo me and then we'll just why, uh why would i venmo you just because like the emotional labor of like oh, okay okay telling you, know, you to do something i'll just venmo you and then i'll buy them and then we'll see about if maybe you should pay me back later but like only if the emotional toll is kind of leveled out right right but, and you know what i think i think it's all gonna work out and we won't have to worry about like me paying you back like i think yeah. it'll all even out yeah i think if you bought like a dinner or two we'd probably be probably be square yeah or like like coffee in the morning mm-hmm. like once maybe like yeah like one of the free ones from the hotel you bring it to me <laughs> Like continental breakfast. Yeah, but not to my room. You just are holding it when I get downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come get your muffin. And you drank most of it also. And your dry eggs. And uh, you're welcome. And then we'll we'll go, we'll go wet our palates with some some, um, video game news. We'll go see some Suicide Squad, which uh, should be very uh, close to release at that point, right? um, Oh, well, uh, actually. um, Uh Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I don't know if you heard the news um, that we covered last week or two weeks ago. I'm not sure time is real mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, Suicide Squad has been delayed. But 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 Would, um, but E three is fine, right? Um, well, like, well, like Sony's not going to be there, and like Microsoft isn't going to well, be yeah. there, and like, so, well, well, I and, think like, that that can't be right. Well. And like Nintendo's not going to be there, and um, like, no, that's that can't be. You're you've got to be. I think you've been mistaken. Um. Well, um. Really, there's only going to be like two companies there, but who who's going to be there? Kelly um, and Andrew. Kelly and Kelly LLC and Andrew Limited, Ltd. Ltd. Not... So. Oh wait. 
Wait, I don't think I don't Was E three canceled this year? Did I forget that news? Oh, um Well, I didn't want to be the one to tell you but uh Yeah, we could still go, you know, and like uh you know, we could have some continental breakfast and like <laughs> we go can't. to the, the plane beach. was too expensive, so all we can do is eat the continental breakfast <laughs> and then go back to our rooms and just drink water from the tap and that's it <laughs> i heard la has real good water from i'm sure tap. i'm sure we could just go to the ocean and drink it from the ocean i think yeah, that's okay that's um <laughs> anyway i think we can do that tune in on june 15th for our special la episode <laughs> being recorded from our hotel rooms where we uh, have no news because there is no e3 yeah we'll be covering summer games fest from e3 from (laughs) a week after it happened (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna go to la the week after summer games fest so that we can we can celebrate properly yeah i think that's a really good idea that i i think right now we have really redeemed our future i think so too and i think this is going to give us a great return on investment on this podcast that we don't make any money off of yeah we really redeemed our future Oof. Uh, Kelly, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry. Uh, exciting news. We knew that there was going to be a final DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, we knew it was going to come out this year, but we didn't really know anything about it. But now we know that it is called Xenoblade Chronicles Three: Future Redeemed. It stars the son of the main characters Noah and Mio from Xenoblade Chronicles Three presumably at some point in the future, based on how time works. Um, it also stars uh, a grown-up Rex from Xenoblade 2 and an uh, old man Shulk from Xenoblade 1. It appears to be sort of a crossover event for all of these different games. And according to the developers, the end of this saga that has been sort of established by 1, 2, and 3, uh, not the end of the series, just the end of this story that they've been building up, which is a really bold and exciting thing to do with DLC, in my opinion. Uh, and to my surprise, and to, I think, uh, probably the surprise of other people, I guess I can't say, it's out. It's out. It's out, Kelly. I have a, a funny theory about this. So they, like, shadow okay. dropped it, right? Like, and they were like, surprise. They gave a uh, six-day warning. Do you think they were like, (laughs) they were like, oh, oh, crap. Zelda's coming out in like two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get this DLC out like now. And the guy, and they were like, press the button. Release it. Press the button. And they were like, oh, we got to wait six days. And they were like, do it right now. Well, part of me feels like that was the case. But then part of me is also like, can't the reverse be said where they're like, oh, we're about to release this. And the executive's like, wait, wait, wait. Zelda comes out in two weeks. Why would you do that? Why would you give people, presumably, a long JRPG? Because, I, well, I'm assuming it'll probably be like 20 to 40 hours to play through. Whoa. Yeah, because the Torna DLC was the same kind of deal and it was huge. That's long for a DLC. Uh-huh. My I mean, goodness. this they're setting up a lot of story stuff here. So, like... It's going to be hefty. And I'm like, y'all, I got a gosh darn Zelda to play in a few days. Man, um, I don't know. 
uh, the trailer starts with a pretty nutty song. Uh, Kelly, I linked it to you because Nintendo yep. was like, they knew that people wanted to hear the song that was being played under the dialogue. So they just posted the three minute or three minutes from the battle theme. And honestly, I was like pretty into it because I, I love the story of one and I loved three. And even if I'm not crazy about two, it seems like they kind of reeled it back to fit the mold of one and three. Um, so I'm really excited to see how the story resolves. But again, Tears of the Kingdom is a few days away. So I was like, oh, I'll probably just hold off. And then they released the battle theme on YouTube, which I got blasting in my ears right now. And I hope Kelly does too. And if she doesn't, she's off the podcast. I do. Okay. Just make it. You were so focused. You were entranced by the piano. I was. Well, it was getting funky. Oh, and I was enjoying so that. Uh, um, I listened to this on the couch with my partner. And they were like, wow, this is the absolute most video gamiest video game song I've ever heard as a compliment. <laughs> oh, wow. It's funky, isn't it? Well, now I'm towards the end of the trailer and the emotional music is playing now. Oh, see, you know what they say, Kelly? I'm just not sure it's that serious. I think it <laughs> it might be. I think a lot of characters are going to die, <laughs> Kelly. Okay. Uh, anyway, probably going to be talking about that in the near future. I'm. I don't want to commit. It's it, at time of recording. It's out in three hours. So I'm Ooh. like, do I play it? Play it. Okay. The reason I'm on the and fence, I'm not asking. Okay. That was really intense. <laughs> Sorry. The reason play I'm on the fence want. is because Tears of the Kingdom is so close and. There's another Nintendo game that I'm trying to to smash down, to beat up, to finish oh. before Tears of the Kingdom. But I don't know if that'll happen. Who's to say? Not Kelly. Me. You know what we are to say, uh, Kelly? Yeah. You hurt. What do we say? Hit me. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what have you been playing this week? Well, oh, well, uh... <laughs> I'm almost done with Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, <laughs> remember? Maybe we talked about this off air last week. I can't remember. Remember when I was like, I'm not going to buy the outfits for Leon and Ashley. <laughs> oh, my God. You said it before the show, and then I made fun of you for it Yo. on the show. Yo. Um, well, I did. Uh, I couldn't stop myself. It was like something possessed me to spend <laughs> uh, $10. Is it $10 for the pack or $10 for a, a pair? It's $5 a pair. So I bought the romantic pair where their hair is white. <clears throat> and uh, and then I bought the um, casual pair where Leon's got his cool jacket and Ashley's like punk or scene. I'm sorry. She's like a scene queen. Yeah, uh, how dare you. So, so uh, don't hold that against me. Um but yeah, I'm almost done. It's probably I mean I'm not gonna talk about it super long because we've already covered it. Um, just enjoying my time, having extreme difficulty in like two parts, but that's okay because I got through it. I'm proud um of which parts? Uh well, the one part was when you're in the house with Luis and uh you're just getting like bum rushed by yeah. uh by everybody and their grandmothers, literally. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh just taking a really long time because you have to like 
I think it's similar. I'm not sure the exact mechanics of the game, but what it is is you're trapped in a house. It's like you and Louise, and you have to fight off a bunch of people, like a bunch. And I don't know if it's the same sequence as in the village where you have to either kill a certain amount of people or survive for a certain amount of minutes. Um, but I just felt like I was like getting really close to finishing and then failing. And I was like, ugh. It's just, yeah. just really frustrating. But I got through it eventually, and then um, there's some later parts in the castle mm. that were sort of uh, 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 causing some issues for me. But um, overall, they're not issues that you can't work around. You know, It's just sometimes I find myself like, I don't know what it is. I just feel a little bit clunky sometimes. I don't know if it's just like me not being quick enough or like the evade button showing up like 2% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sure. Um, and I haven't really been parrying super successfully. So I think it's just a mixture of things. I'm just so like resource minded with this game that I like I'm so nervous about my knife. I don't want to yeah. break it. And it's like, yeah, you can get it repaired. But then it's like, but I have to keep getting it repaired. Um, it's a limited resource, so to speak. So um, but that's not like a detractor for me. I think it's just a, a, a different kind of challenge than I was dealing with in like three remake and two remake uh because i didn't feel like they were stringent with resources not saying that uh not saying that that they weren't and that four is just saying that four is a little bit longer so you're kind of at the behest of you know you go through this section and you get this stuff and you go this section and you get this stuff and you can you know expand your arsenal in certain ways like doing challenges stuff like that Mm -hmm. But um, but sometimes you can also make it harder for yourself by being a stinky little guy. Um, Ke- Kelly stinky stinky Kelly is stinky. It's true. Um, and I'm always saying this. Uh, but I love Leon. 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 Um, <laughs> never gets old. It doesn't. And I, and I do want to get the cat ears for him, but unfortunately, I don't have the patience nor the time to do a professional S plus playthrough so goodbye are you logging off of this is that your end of the episode no that was me saying goodbye to resident evil 4 i mean i'm still gonna play it until i'm done but uh the audience will never hear about it from me again Um, except for the next time that i talk about it i was gonna say you're allowed to talk about it again i'm excited to finish it uh Do you want a remake of five? I don't necessarily want a remake of five, like at this current moment. I think it just leads to a weird place because it's then then it's like, okay, are we gonna remake six? Like, like what's yeah. next? Because we can't really remake seven. I mean, obviously, and six is. I mean, you could do six, but it's like it wasn't super well received. If they did six, I would like to see them sort of rebuild it from the ground up, and I can only imagine that would take forever. Yeah. Um, I think I that's would, my questions. I would actually just like to see them just expand into a new game. Um, not necessarily a village. Uh, oh, my God. Not necessarily a sequel to Village or um, or uh, Rose's story. But we really haven't seen, like, Jill. <laughs> I know yeah. she's been in, like, outside content, like... Um, I don't movies. even know their 
Yeah, yeah. I know she's been an outside content, but we haven't really, in the mainline games, we haven't really seen Jill since 3. But I could also see them remaking, like, Code Veronica or, like, Zero or something like that. Maybe, like, a deeper cut than just, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, you know? I really Um, hope. So part of me thinks they should, they would do a good job with 5 if this team was involved. Yeah. Um, My worry would be if they gave it to, like, the same B team that handled 3. Because I liked the three remake, but like there is no denying that it kind of strayed from yeah. it strayed from the original and strayed from kind of the new direction that the remakes were going for. Um, right. So I wouldn't. I don't think that making a five remake would be the smartest because I think that would probably be the most rework necessary Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I guess love, we'll find out. I would love to see character. I would love to see Sheva again. Yeah. Oh, she's a great character. I'd love to see Wesker again. It's been a really long time since we've seen Wesker. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, and I just don't know how it plays. You know, I mean, Resident Evil Five culturally, I mean, like, came out a while ago, and you go to Africa and you kill a bunch of people there. So it might just not be super. What's the word I'm looking for? It it might just not feel super good to play. <laughs> Um, you know, as it stands now. So I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, like I said, I would love to see Sheva again and I would love to see Wesker again because really we haven't seen Wesker in a while either. But yeah, I think part of me wants to go back and play five just to see like because I have fond memories because I played as like a young kid, not a young, right. young kid, but like a, probably a, a tween or a teen. Yeah. Um. I want to go back and see what it's like. And it's so accessible. Like, you can get on PS4 now. Right. I'm just really curious what it, what it would feel like. Um, it had a very interesting co-op. That's um, the thing that I'd be most excited about in a remake would be if they implemented, like, that intensive co-op. Because that was really, I think, one of the highlight selling points. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the next step is. I would love to see Resident Evil 9. I would love uh, a nine that brings back like classic characters and has third person yeah. again. Yeah, but if you think about it, I mean, barring weird like anti-aging whatever BS that they try and like pull out, but if you think about it, really like Leon, Claire, Jill, Chris, they're all like in their forties and fifties now. Um, I see no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, car- well, I don't. I don't really, I don't know. I don't know how it works because sometimes it's like they pull out weird BS that's like, oh, because of your involvement and because you got uh, healed, uh, you don't <laughs> age anymore. You know, stuff like that just for an excuse to keep them like young and I mean, uh, pleasing to the eyes. They redesigned Chris and gave him like a pretty yeah, but he's still, age appropriate you know, look, even he's, though he's still. He's still pretty dilfy, I got to say. Sorry. Can I say that? Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? Can you say it? You can say whatever you want. Well, I just don't want it to be, you know, too much. We talked about Twinks for like 48 minutes <laughs> last week. I know, but uh, okay, you're right. Let me go all in. I would love to see like a Dilphy oh uh, <laughs> Leon. Can you imagine like- <laughs> Grown up Leon, yeah. Like the, so like the the earth would shake, like people would be cured of diseases, like- the birds would be singing like we would be a reformed society if we had Dilf Leon. And I am just going to say that. I'm just going to say that. I would like to see it. Um, I'll make it. I'll make it happen. I would, 
I would love to see Claire again. It's been a long time since we've seen Claire. Um, but there's like side characters too. I mean, we all know how I feel about Carlos. I would love to see Carlos, but you know, he's he's in the graveyard of characters that we will probably never see again. Because yeah. every game has like two or three characters that just do not exist outside of that game. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a ma- many a folk. Uh, I'd love to see Ada again. See, like, characters that showed up in 6, I'm not as, like, I need to see them right now, you know, because they're kind of, like, you kind of see them in a modern setting. You kind of see them a little bit older. Yeah. I just miss Jill. That's my girl, you know? I'm sorry. It's okay. So I would either like to see Resident Evil 9 or, like, maybe, like, an old remake, like, like Code Veronica or something. Yeah. I would love to see Rebecca again. I wouldn't put money on it, but me too. Well, I think it's interesting that they added her as a survivor of Dead by Daylight because she's not the most popular Resident Evil character. So they have Chris and Jill and Leon and Claire, and they have Sheva and Carlos and Rebecca, and then Wesker's a killer. I think that's a very interesting selection of characters. I didn't know they had Sheva. Yeah, well, she's an alternate skin for Jill, so you purchase her, and then you get to play as Sheva instead of Jill, but she has all of Jill's like abilities and stuff. But that's how it is for Claire as well. You, She's an alt. Maybe she's not. I can't remember. No, it's not, because I... Claire's a separate character. But, like, uh, Carlos is an alternate for... Chris, I believe. I don't know. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. <laughs> but the the point is, is that they they add these inter- they add these characters into like Dead by Daylight, but they don't touch them in the main games. It's just a little bit. It's just a little bit intriguing to me the choices that they make. But yeah. maybe. I, I, but I'm not meant to understand. I'm just a, a feeble, a simple-minded feeble peasant. Um, privy to these things. All right, peasant. So, Andrew, huh? What did you play this week? I played some video games. Whoa! Three of them. I played Whoa. probably I, three big ones. I played a, an independently <clears throat> made video game, an indie, some might say. I should trademark that. Indie's a good name. I should trademark that. Um, yeah. It's called A Little to the Left. If you've played Unpacking. This game kind of kind of rolls with the same vibe. You're just making little adjustments to things. So, like, for example, they give you a pile of papers, and you're like, mm, I don't know what to do with these, and you stack them up from big to small. They give you oh, a line that. of books, and you literally rearrange them from tall to small. Or you could follow the artwork, artwork that's on the spines and align it that way. And there's a few ways to solve a lot of these puzzles. Um, it's kind of like an OCD simulator. It's satisfying. And that most of them are pretty straightforward. There's also a nice hint system. So if you're having trouble with one, they make sure that you're not going to be completely stuck. I highly recommend this game, though. It's it's kind of a hard one to talk about. If you watch like a little trailer or just a little bit of footage, you'll know right off the bat if it's something you're into. Um, but I played it on Switch and I had a great time. It's probably best to play with a touchscreen if you have that option. But I chose to use the controller and still had a good time. Um, but if you've got like a Switch OLED, that's probably an amazing game to play handheld. I continued to play on my Switch. All the games I played this week are on my Switch. I finally got around, sorry for the wait, to Metroid Prime Remastered. I 
got the physical edition a couple weeks after the digital edition shadow dropped. So I had to wait. And then when it came to my door, I was busy with lots of other things and I kind of procrastinated and pushed it off. But last week after I finished Resident Evil 4, I was like, all right, buckle down, buttercup. Buckle up, buttercup is what they say. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And I played this game. It took me about nine hours. I got through the whole gosh darn thing. Uh, Probably helped a little bit by the fact that I've experienced it before. I will say this game was a masterpiece 20 years ago. I'm not going to deny that. I do wish that this remaster kind of did more, though. Visually, it's great. Definitely the best that Switch can do. Um, One of the best-looking, if not the best-looking game on the console, graphically speaking. Still runs at a rock-solid 60, which is nice. But I couldn't help but wish that there were some quality-of-life changes. Like, the fact that there's no map-marking system is annoying. Like, Metroid Dread really made the process feel streamlined because you could put markers. So you're like, oh, I saw this door or I saw this little hole and I now can go through there with, like, the the morph ball, but I don't have that yet. So I guess I'll just mark it so I know where to go. But as it stands, you have to, like, memorize it. And it's not like you could just print out a map and mark it in person because it's a incredibly complicated, pretty pretty iffy designed 3D map. And again, it's 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 incredibly visionary. It was 20 years ago. Like the fact that this game still holds up as well as it does is shocking and and very impressive. But that 3D map system is a little frustrating. The fact that you can't put markers ends up being a little frustrating. And the main quest is not the clearest. If you kind of get lost and you don't know where you're going for long enough, the game will be like, "Ooh, incoming transmission. Oh, oh maybe maybe go look over here." And it's it's telling you where to go next if you don't find it naturally, which which is nice, you know. I think that maybe you should have the option to ask it at any time versus wandering for a while for that to happen. But mm-hmm. the other problem is the final quest, which is basically just like get 12 keys to open the door to the final boss, and those 12 keys are spread through the entire world. And you could have happened upon some of them during your natural play. It's possible you happen upon all of them, it's not likely, but it's possible. Um, but some of them are just so, so hidden and like in ways that don't really make sense to your brain. Usually, I don't think that it's the most intuitively designed as far as where they're placed. Um, so like I, I went guide free for the whole game, but then I got to that quest and I had found six of those, six of those relics that would allow me to open the final door. And then I was just like, I don't, I have no idea. And I wouldn't even know where to start because the hint system does not apply to that quest. So the hint is go find the keys. And I'm like, that's not helpful. And there's some descriptors on like the keyholes, but like descriptors are not very helpful. Directions are helpful. And even if it didn't tell you where specifically, just telling me like the region, like the set of rooms it might be in would help a lot. Mm. But, you know, I have the internet. I have those walkthroughs, so I was able to get through it quickly enough. Um, I just kind of wish they updated it more. Like, the controls are kind of weird because it has, like, this GameCube control scheme. So you're constantly switching between different visors, which change what the world looks like to you, and different uh, different blasters. So you can, like, have a fire blaster, an ice blaster, plasma, or regular. And there's you have to, like, hold X and then use the D-pad. And I'm like... I feel like we could have come up with a better system here because most of the face buttons do things that the triggers do. And I'm like, I think you could have just assigned the face buttons to do this, you know, 
people would survive if they like just tell people they have to shoot with the triggers. Sorry. Because as it stands, having to press multiple buttons, I ended up like not really grasping the controls the whole way through. You know, it's one of those games where like even in the last bit, I was pressing the wrong buttons to do things. And that's kind of it's not about my comprehension. It's just about the buttons not being laid out in the most rational way. So it's frustrating in that sense. Right. <clears throat> I think this game's important and it did a lot of good things and it does hold up in a lot of ways. And it's it's sub retail. It's not 60 bucks. It's 40 so if you're interested in it, maybe you love Metroid and haven't played this one, it is worth giving a look. Um, I think if you go into it with a lot of patience and also play it in one session, not one gaming session, just like make this your main game for a while because otherwise if you step away, you will probably forget where you were, what you were doing, what you've done so far. Um, that would take make it a lot harder. So I'd recommend if you're going to play this game to really be prepared to commit to it for a little while. Um but it's it's a good game. It's just one that maybe didn't hold up as well as I was hoping it would for me, which feels kind of blasphemous to say because it's Metroid Prime, and I love Metroid. Metroid Dread was one of my favorite games in 2021. But here we are. Now we'll just have to wait for Metroid Prime 4, which I am very excited for because I think a modern design lens put on this formula could be incredibly good. So I guess we'll have to wait and see that on the Switch too, probably. Whoa. The Switch, the Switchening. Mm-hmm. That's Switch what it's called. harder. Okay. What's wrong? Kelly, I also went to war. Whoa. He's I played... been waiting for this war since like February 2022. <laughs> what are you talking about? December of 21. Oh. How about that? When I found that out, I was like, oh my god. I forgot it was that early. Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Reboot Camp? Reboot Camp. Reboot Camp. Finally came out on Nintendo Switch this last Friday, and I got it. It is uh, a full price game, but it includes two remakes in this nice, cute toy box style with really nice animated characters over top, overlaid onto the game. This is a tactical game, so it's made by the same people who make Fire Emblem. They made it a long time ago, and this remake is by the same people way forward who made Shantae. So I didn't know what I was going to think of this game. I don't have experience with Advance Wars, but I love Fire Emblem. And I love the art style that we're going for here. So I decided to just jump in and see how I felt. If you're a big Fire Emblem person, you play a lot of modern Fire Emblem. This game is not that. It is different. Not just in aesthetic, but also in like gameplay principles. You don't have uh, units that are people. The only character is like your commander. And then your units are kind of like, they're not faceless, but like little army units so you have like tanks infantry on their feet you got helicopters submarines all that kind of stuff and for the most part it's just assigned to you what you're going to start with you don't pick you don't pick where they start you don't pick what the units are so as a big fire emblem fan that is very weird Mm. um but it's something i've kind of gotten used to because it, it places you in a very specific challenge and it's like all right we don't want you to, and like, you're not going to have crazy overpowered units because there's no experience system. And I think that makes it for me a lot more challenging. This game is a lot harder than I expected for as cutesy as it is. Uh, but it also, it kind of 
shakes my brain a little bit. I'm so used to Fire Emblem and its tactical approach that it's it's fun to play something different that challenges me in a different way. And um, I think the small-scale battles with preset units kind of forces you into a lot of more intense strategic decision-making. There's also no rewind. You can reset a turn, but that's kind of not a big deal because that's your turn. You can't reset after the enemy has started acting. Um, and that's another thing Fire Emblem's kind of coddled me with where I, I make a mistake and I'm like, ooh, let me just rewind that. That's not an option here, and that is a lot. That's a lot to get used to. But I'm most of the way through the first game. I have about, I think, 11 hours or something. I played a lot this weekend. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I don't know if I'd say I love it. There's definitely some shortcomings. I think that the music is pretty limited. There's not a lot of tracks in this game. Um, the battle theme does not change between battles it's the same and when it's the enemy turn every enemy commander has their own theme which is great and some of them are really well written but i'm like i kind of just wish you wrote like 10 battle themes that would cycle through the game you know right because because the one kind of gets old even if it's a great great song and it has been in my head naturally as much as i've been playing i just kind of wish there's more to it and there's, I think there's a lot of potential. Like the music and and audio design is is really good. I just wish there was more of it. Same thing with the voice acting, so good, but they only speak like a few words out of like their entire bricks of dialogue, um, which is something I'm not always a fan of. I was pleasantly surprised. My my fan, um, a guy I'm a big fan of, Aaron, Mister Game Grump, Hanson, right, is one of the characters, one of the main characters in this game. Hmm. I started it on Friday and I was just playing and I got to that character and I was like, um, that's Aaron. I know it is. Whoa. And then I looked it up and there was no information on it. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm going crazy. <laughs> and then the day after he was able to announce it and I was like, oh, okay, it was Aaron. I'm not going crazy. Nice. But if this, if you're a big fan of tactics or you're a fan of the original and want to revisit it, this is absolutely worth taking a look. I think if you're kind of a, a Kelly-esque person, I don't know if oh. you'd enjoy it. <laughs> what's that supposed to mean Stupid. hey come on whoa <laughs> no, I, wait come on I feel like if you took the the character driven battles out of Fire Emblem you probably would lose a lot of interest am I correct in true that? so true yeah I like characters I like story there's not a lot of I story I like romance there's I like, no romance I like to be attached to the characters. Oh, really. They're going to say attacked. I don't like to be attacked. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> but I don't like to be attacked. Uh, you will be attacked a lot in this game because it is hard and the enemy will attack you. Wow. There's also there's a casual mode, but honestly, it doesn't dial back the difficulty that much. So if you are maybe brand new to tactics, as cutesy and entry levels it looks, this might not be the best way to start. Which what? shocks me. Fire Emblem would be a lot more uh, friendly to an entry, to Fire a person Emblem who's engage. just starting. <laughs> what? Yeah, just I, I, just making a joke. It's just a silly joke. Why? Because I, I think it. Fire Emblem Engage is not super challenging. Oh yeah, no. If you're playing in one for the first time, play like three houses. 
Yes, play three houses. I don't know why I'm saying it. No, don't play. Don't make three houses your first Fire Emblem game. No. It is so different from any other Fire Emblem game that you will ever play. Uh, yeah, it might the not gameplay get into loop the series, is very, but... very different. But it is probably the best one for a newcomer. Hmm. We'll dis- have to agree to disagree on that. Well, I'm going to. I would say maybe Awakening, but 3DSs are Ugh. not a console I'd recommend playing a game on. Yeah, you could you could find a way to play Fire Emblem Awakening, and that would be a good first entry. Yes. If you have a DS or, you know, make it work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wink. Wink. Winky. Pirate it. What? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did. Okay, take it back. The 3DS eShop is not open anymore. You cannot buy You can buy, buy a Emblem. physical copy of Fire From, Emblem Awakening. It's pre-owned, though. Well. You're not supporting Nintendo. There's no way to support the people who made the game anymore. Yeah, you're right. Well, sorry, Nintendo. They're not listening. Sorry, Bin Bembo. They're not listening because we won't be at E3, so they're upset. <laughs> they're mad at us. I'm mad because I those flights are non-refundable. Oh. Yeah, but you know what? I'll I'll we can upgrade to first class. I'll I'll cover that. I already I mean, you did can, that. You can do that, and then I'll like. Like Venmo. maybe I'll Venmo you after the fact, or like, do you have Cash App? Like I could do that maybe. I mean, unless you already did, it, in which case it's like whatever you already did. It, I should. Yeah, I don't yeah, have to you're pay fine. You. you don't owe me anything. Okay. Just like I, if I like, I'll come to your wedding and like. Right. My um, what? <laughs> what? I don't think we've ever alluded to my wedding on this show. Have we not? We've talked no. about how like you're busiest, how you're going to get super busy around the time of your. Yeah, but not like explicitly. Should I, do I have to, audience? Kelly is not getting married. I am getting married. I'm getting married to Liam Kennedy. Kelly's a dirty little gamer boy and will be single forever. <laughs> Who yeah, would that's marry exactly a gamer? How I would describe myself. Who would marry a gamer? <sighs> Another gamer. Oh, Leon Kennedy. Gross. <laughs> Imagine the stink. Leon would never play a video game. You're okay. Now you're making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, audience, we'll be back next week live from Los Angeles for the Nintendo E3 2023 showcase. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to sharing our opinions <laughs> and thoughts next week. Live from the plane. Live from first class Delta. <laughs> I'm a Delta Sky Mile Sky Club member. You know it's serious. Well, I paid for the plane, so. Well, you know, Delta has free Wi-Fi now, so. What is? So we can we... stream from the plane. <laughs> I feel like they'd be like, "Excuse me, can you guys stop talking so loud?" <laughs> no, they we're don't just, care like, as long whisp- as it's not an overnight flight. I guess so. What if we're just like whispering to each other for the first like twenty minutes, and then as soon as we like hit cruising altitude, and the and the plane is the pilot's like, "Oh, we're cruising altitude. We'll arrive at our location in twenty three hours," and you and I just like twenty. Okay, are you ready? You ready? Yeah, yeah, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another... And then everybody's like, whoa, this 20, is a disturbance. 23 hours? Where are you flying? Australia? We're going to Los Angeles the long way. We're going, <laughs> we're we're going, going all the way the around world. the world to get to LA. <laughs> wow, why would you ever book that flight, Andrew? Because <laughs> it was the only one that had first class available. <laughs> I figured you prefer first class for 23 hours instead of a normal plane ride for five. Yeah, okay. Let me get my passport ready then.
we're just flying over the other countries. They'll have like one of those refueling planes to ca- to fuel us in the air so we don't <laughs> so have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm really excited for this flight now. Yeah. We're leaving tonight. Oh. Okay. Thanks available? for listening, everybody. See you on the plane. <laughs> Bye. The plane. <laughs>